kind of was the year of Ozempic, actually. Like, she was the main character of 2023. <laughs> Ozempic was? Yes. I'm like, we're like, wait, is that a person? Wait, what? You mean the medicine? Might as well be. <laughs> Might as the well drug. Be. I love the little character so in a lot of people's lives this year. Do you like yeah. the cups this time? Yes, I love the cups. This is my little Happy New Year gift to you, ladies. So Aww. take and enjoy. Thank you. I definitely will. That's it's giving cute. festive. Drink it's giving your... 2024. Good yeah. <laughs> this is our 2024 right here. Do you think 2024 is going to be disco year? Like, because I feel like different parts of the 70s came back, but not like the glammy things. <gasps> I hope mm. every year is disco year. Truly. Like it. In these pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 70s. Alright ladies, we are so excited to be back. We hope you guys had a fantastic Christmas. Um, if you didn't listen to our Christmas episode, you should definitely go back because you missed out. We're hoping to bring it back with even more fun on this episode. This is our year in review. I'm joined again by my lovely co-hosts, Britt and Ariana. Hi, How are hello. you guys? Good. Happy to be here. I'm excited. I actually am. I think this has been a good year. There's been so much that we can recap, and then we can maybe even make predictions for 2024. Oh, I like the predictions mm -hmm. part. We I should definitely like that. add that in. Yes. So let's start with our pop culture. Man, that. guys, there are like five major subjects in here. Um, <laughs> it's been I, a whole year. So yeah, <laughs> it's been a year. It's like been a busy trying year. to go back and pull from like, okay, so what happened in like February? what happened in March, yeah. April, May. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, yeah, we'll get into pop culture. We'll do some personal updates and we'll do some policy updates. And that's cool with y'all. Rock and roll. Okay. You know, I thought Ari had such a great point when you said this has been the year of the girl. It has been the year of the girl. I think that that's like what like encompasses what 2023 was about. Like we just had thing after thing. You had the heiress tour, which I'm not even a Taylor Swift fan, but you mm -hmm. can't deny that like she was deserving of like the person of the year award. Like the, by far she yep. changed all of American culture for however all the women were interacting yeah. for with the whole year. Um, what else did you have this year? You had Renaissance Girl, tour. Beyonce's. Renaissance tour just happened. So that like completed that, but you had like Barbie Girl movie. Math, Barbie movie, Girl Girl Dinner. Girl Dinner, <laughs> Girl Money, like Girl even like Girl Boss, I think moved away from like the like boss babe thing. I think that they're different. And I think that that's like a new 2023 yeah, this just been it's the year of the girl. And I think 2024 is going to be the year of the woman. So, oh, hot take and I love that. We can and come I back to it at more. the end to like with predictions. Yeah, yep. 100%. Okay, I am curious to see what that sounds what that is. Um so speaking of the girl, the major I think music things that happened this year were definitely Taylor Swift and Beyoncé. Yeah, big time. She stimulated the US economy for Taylor Swift yeah. or Beyoncé? No, well Beyonce probably, because they switched, Beyonce was in Europe while Taylor toured right. in the United States. But what I heard, and again, I'm no expert on the economy by any means, but essentially her tour made the U.S. economy so much money. And if you think about it, it makes sense, right? Because like people are paying for tickets, people are paying for hotel rooms, people are paying for airfare, dinner, drinks, But they outfits. go above and beyond. And I think it's the outfit part that changes a lot of it. Like it becomes oh an event. Yes. It, and it was an event. Like I didn't go to the Eras tour, but did I any saw of us, a lot wait, of girls. Wait, let's just see. Did any of us go? No. no, we're the yeah. wrong group Who's for got that. The money? Yeah, <laughs> we're not. We're not the right group for that. I can't say. But I we will can say. It. I think I think she has amazing stage presence. I just find it very hard to identify with her music, and that's why 
I did not spend the money to go there. Like, it's a lot of, like, breakup songs. Yeah. Guys got so, like, he broke my heart. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah, I certainly don't mean to slander Taylor. She's just not my personal cup of tea. But I, there are a few songs that, like, I can absolutely rock out to. And I can appreciate the talent that yeah. she is oh, for yeah. sure. Major talent. Yeah. I think no one can deny the talent. And I just love how much... She, like, she just puts on a true performance. She's not just up there with, like, a microphone and a guitar. I just right. love that it's, it's very show. theatrical. Mm -hmm. Very, like... And they even incorporated, like, the lighting into it. Like, where yeah. the bracelets that people were wearing were part of the actual show. Really? Because it, yeah, and you that. can see that in the audience. So, cool. yeah, when she... She yeah. is a performer. Her whole thing is... It's a... I see why people spent that much right. money, basically. And there's, like, a subculture, I feel like, in Taylor. So, like, they had, like, the light-up bracelets, you know? But now, like, a lot of the girls had, like, these beaded bracelets. And they would swap at shows and right. things like That's that. That's cute. And so it's, like... You're I the just, girl, I'm, I'm telling you. Right. Well, and I just love to see, like, girls be girls' girls. You know what right. I'm saying? Of, like, community and being around girls and not feeling threatened by other girls. Yeah. Like, that's what I have really loved to see this year. And, because, and I feel like that really yeah. happened at the Eras Tour. And if you reflect, like, 10 years ago... it was the I'm not like other girls thing. The pick me thing was, I think, much bigger for, for women. And I think we're finally escaping that. We are getting out of the era of the pick me girl. And mm -hmm. I'm thrilled about it. What's the pick me girl? So a pick me. So if you've watched Grey's Anatomy, there's a monologue that I just I love pop culture. There's a monologue where Meredith Grey is talking oh, to yeah. Patrick Dempsey and she's like, pick me, choose me, love me. <laughs> so the pick me girl is a girl who will do pretty much anything to be picked by a man. But her like, thing is, she's not like the other girls. That's like, the big I'm thing. Different. Yeah. I'm so different. It's like, I'm not yeah. like the other girls. I don't eat salad. I eat pizza. Oh, I don't paint my nails. I'm not like the other girls. I don't need uh, a wine night. I don't want to drink beer with the boys. And yeah, it's like, yeah okay, like you just have we to be all do, so but like, different. Yeah, yes. but like, come on. Like, there's and nothing better than a girl's girl. And I think we're at the time girl. where it's like, no, it's okay. You can like do your thing and you can also be a girl. Like, it's okay. Can also, like, I can be like the other girls and that's not bad. Speaking of like, girls and like what they're transforming into this whole like homestead era where like girls are wanting to like have the chickens mm -hmm. have a family it's like the exact opposite of like girl boss right where it's yes. like i need to be like ceo of a corporate job and i don't need a man da, da, da. and then we, i think you see a lot of times like a lot of those women are single and alone and they look around they're like okay what well wh like what do i have to show for it i think it's well so there's a lot of girls who that like works for them, right? And they're really, really good at what they do. But we as women are also, we have a makeup, like a genetic makeup and desires that are instilled within us, right? And so I feel like for a lot of women who try to siphon themselves into this boss babe mentality because that's what's acceptable, it really stifles our nature. And so now I feel like this year, women who have done the girl boss thing and like maybe been really successful, but perhaps didn't find the fulfillment in it that they thought they would are going back to the drawing board of like, maybe it wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world to have a family or have kids or put more stock into my relationship or have chickens and make dinner. And so I love to see that we went so hard in the feminism direction that now it's like, we can just pick what we want to do and what works for each woman. And like, that's okay. I, like, I feel like that's a very that a gentle while. spin that you put on it because I feel like there was so much pressure of like, oh, if you want to raise a family and have babies, like, 
then you're just like every other one. Like a real lady can run a company. A real lady doesn't have to have a man. It was like I was constantly being told that like mm. the idea of my future was not what a real woman does, which right. was always so frustrating. And like even like in the wave of feminism, right, mm. where it's like back in the 70s, 80s, I'm talking about those women today look yeah. around and just like don't have, and I mean, I've had yeah. some of them in my life that have told me like, do not do what I did, please. Mm. Like it is not worth it. Right. Have kids, have a family. It's so much more rewarding. And like, if you can't have kids, if you don't want to get it, like some people are not called to be married and have kids and that's amazing. But yeah. I still think they pour into their communities yeah. and they are still maternal in their own way. Yeah. And they still bring life and joy into the world of others. But then also don't like, you know, put down another woman who maybe doesn't want those things and does want exactly. a family and things like that and yeah, right. encourage each other in that way. But yeah, year of the girl. Mm -hmm. I love Homestead. that. Let's all, Homestead ladies. <laughs> yeah, let's all um, get our little chickens, get our little mini donkeys. Oh, my husband and... would die if I was like, yeah, I want a homestead right now. He'd be like, let's go. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, Mine yeah. would be like- He'd be ready to pack it up. He's ready. He's trying so hard in our little suburban backyard. It's great. Like, and That's I love him have a garden? for it. We do. Well, he has a garden and he works very oh, hard on I it. I love that. And, mm -hmm, he's crushing it. And I, I do a little bit to kind of water it sometimes, but <laughs> the homestead jeans not in there but maybe it'll grow <laughs> as I get older I I want it I just don't know I'm not ready to commit to that lifestyle yet but I my heart wants it I'm like I want yeah. the little well you just got married too so I could see you being like okay we've established this like new marriage farm time <laughs> yeah farm time. I showed him um I showed my husband uh I really want a little highland cow <gasps> so like cute. a mini one um, which are obviously not tiny by any means, but they're smaller than like the multi-ton cows. Right. And I showed him, I was like, this is what I want for Christmas. And it was a video. <laughs> it was like, save a cow, adopt a Highland cow. And he's like, no, Taylor, no, stop. And, put and then it immediately, <gasps> immediately clip to a little stuffed animal. I was like, so buy them a stuffed animal so you can like donate to the Cute. cause. And he was like, oh, that's hilarious. Yes, I will get that for you. <laughs> so we'll deal. see. Maybe uh, maybe one, one year I will have a uh, little Highland cow. I'll hope for that for you. <laughs> we'll That'd see. be great. Um, yeah, so you're the girl. These are boss ladies like Taylor Swift, Beyonce. Both have guys in their life, but they're also like running away in their profession, like dominating. Mm -hmm. And I still think it's okay for Does Beyonce have kids? I should Yeah, know. she yes. has. Actually, Three. her daughter is even, um, I think it's her 11-year-old, got to like dance as part of her. Yeah, early. Blue Ivy is like yes. a straight up backup oh, dancer. Yeah. And she's got the twins who... Right. I'm embarrassing myself how much I know about people in pop culture, but it is what it is. Yeah. She's got three kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And see, like, that's the perfect example where she's just like, she is Beyonce. Like, she, her name is a thing. Like, it is a, it has so much epicness piled into that one name that just means boss lady, but she's also married. She has kids. Mm -hmm. It's a home. Yeah. Like very well-rounded, which I think there's a lot of pressure on women to fulfill every single area perfectly. Mm -hmm. And instead you just kind of have to make it what it is. Or I think things can come in seasons and people need to be like a little bit okay with that. Yeah. So yeah. like if there's like a certain season of your life where you're called to like well, right now I'm a student in college. And so this is like where I'm focusing on this. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, like you can start looking into like, if, if you're like dating during that time, which mm -hmm. I think you really should be, because that's like a really good time to potentially meet someone. Totally. But you um, 
can then like based on like where that relationship does or doesn't take you, you can be like, okay, well, actually, in, in this point in my life, I'm current, like, if you're not in a relationship, you can use that time to prioritize like different work stuff. And then if someone comes into your life, pivot mm-hmm. that. And so I feel like people are really can be scared to, to, to move pivot. around. Yeah. yeah. Pivot. <laughs> okay that brings us to a that's such a sad transition don't say it do it that oh way gosh. taylor <laughs> took me off guard that's really sad okay it's not funny <laughs> it's not funny let's uh well there's no easy way to talk about death so let's just talk about the people that we want to celebrate the new life that they in have. memoriam Thank mm-hmm. you. Someone yeah. else do this transition because this is way too uncomfortable for me to talk about. It's a hard pivot. Sorry. I- <laughs> That's always, I feel like, how you define a year in pop culture is, like, who who did we lose? And, like, what what does that passing signify? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So here's some ones that I felt like were notable. Obviously, Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Which that is, one got I me. I think that was a recent hard hit. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really tough one. And like, I don't, were you guys like big friends, watchers growing up or anything like that? So I'm like the, like, a lot of my generation watched it, but we're not like going to be, most Gen Zers aren't like re-watching Friends a lot. Maybe yeah. I'm like speaking out of turn for Gen Z. But we, I feel like every single person in Gen Z has at least watched through Friends once. Yeah. I've watched through Friends, I don't think I can count how many times I've watched through right. every single season. It's like a comfort show. I've always loved it. I mean, Matthew Perry, like Chandler was always my personal favorite. His sense of humor was just always hilarious to me. So when I was getting ready for bed one night and I saw that he'd passed away, I was, I was very sad about that because it signified like an, an era, like the end of an era, I yeah. think. Well, and even like the 90s, wasn't he like the <clears throat> first like 90s major star actor to pass away? Or He's at least a most notable one that yeah. I can think of. Yeah, That's I was sad. I didn't watch Friends... Like, I haven't watched it all the way through, but I'm definitely familiar. I've watched a bunch of episodes, even right. if it is, like, out of sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just always my favorite. Even him as an actor in general. Like, him in Seventeen again was so good. Yeah, I loved that I forgot movie. about that. Yeah. yeah. That was a great one. Such a good one. And then he was in this one where he was a teacher who left a small – I don't remember the name of it, but he left a small town and moved to New York City mm-hmm. and, like, a rough neighborhood – and got this group of kids that like were failing out and like taught them and every like he used all these like great resources to train them and they all like passed their tests they went on to do great things and and he was in a movie like that it's not super well known but i took education courses so we watched that in one of the classes and i just he was such a good actor such a good actor so that was that was a very emotional one for sure um so some other ones did you guys know tina turner passed away i did yeah, that was sad. That. Yeah. And then Jimmy Buffett. I'm so upset about Jimmy Buffett. My dad's generation is so upset about Jimmy Buffett. That was like growing up. We used to have a lot of pool parties growing up in my house. And my dad, like, he, I called it his pool party playlist. Like, and it was <laughs> iconic. But it was filled with Jimmy Buffett. Uh, so I was really sad about that one. Yeah. And then uh, Charles Munger. I don't know if I know who that is. Anybody? I'm so sorry. Anybody? <laughs> no. Who's Anyone that? in the audience? Who's that? That um, was Warren Buffett's like right hand man. So he was like this major powerhouse in the financial world, oh, and just has so many like solid one liners about how society functions like in an economical way. Like I should have I should have pulled quotes for each of these people of just something iconic that they said because 
he had so many good one-liners of like, I think one of the ones he said, and I'm totally going to butcher it, but he was like, the most fruitless endeavor you will ever pursue is trying to change your spouse. True. Like just like little one-liners like that, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, he just understood the world so well and Mm -hmm. saw through numbers that like he could get really deep with these sorts of realizations. Not familiar, but Look them up. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about something a little bit uh well not really lighter. <laughs> it's just a tough year, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something fun. Okay. <laughs> this is a roller coaster of an episode. <laughs> I know. Barbie movie. That was a major hit. This Year feels of the girl. Full, very full circle because the first time we all sat down together, oh, we really nice. debriefed the Barbie movie. movie. So here we are again. Yeah. It yep. like really solidified that we wanted to go all pink, you know, with the show. Yep. Like yep. get it really pink. Yep. Um, I think it made the world not be so afraid of pink again. Like so <laughs> yes. many girls were like, I'm not a pink girl. And all of a sudden it was like, I can be a pink girl. I can be a pink girl. We're all pink girls, just deep down. It's the death deep. to the pick me. That's the, the death, death yeah. to the pick me. <laughs> what other major movies came out this year? I, mean, I feel like because Oppenheimer of was, I mean, at the same time as Barbie. Sorry, I don't need to cut you off. We were just thinking Barben- yeah. Barbenheimer, right? No, that's good. That's good. I'm just thinking about to our intro episode where I was like, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. But we learned. We learned about his life in yeah. the movie this year. I'm trying to think of what else. I know the Napoleon one did not do well. Yeah. Disney, so talking about big things this year, Disney tried, this was their 100th year anniversary Disney for flopped. Disney was this year. Yeah. Wow, how did I not know because that? Because it flopped because they tried to release a movie that apparently like was terrible. their 100th, right? Yeah, and it was called Wish. Nobody watched it, so I can't even tell you anything about it. So I've never even heard of that. Exactly. Well, exactly. And it also looked like it was marketing. AI generated. I mean, it was. It well, looked terrible. Well, they were terrible. trying to combine 2D and 3D animation for it because they were trying to like be a little bit more like alluding to the era. Right. Um, paying homage, I guess, to their like 2D that really mm. started them off. It didn't really look like something I was interested in watching. Oh, and yeah. I think. I'm trying to remember. I think Lin-Manuel and Miranda did a ton of the score, and people were saying it was just like, um, what was that other one that just came out recently that he, in the last but few But it's just like all of his songs sound, they sound the, the same. same. So That's if you're going to make saying. every movie be the same type of music, right. it's like nothing's as fun. And then you compare it to like more original Disney movies, like the 2D that we grew up with, and it's like right. every one of those films had its own personality and vibe and songs. Like, the score of Beauty and the Beast is different than the score of, like, Lion King. Right. And these are all within, like, I think those were within a 10-year period. Yeah, yeah. and it would it's make sense that those would be different. Yeah. Like yes. you wouldn't think to go in making all the scores. So why would so you similar. make something like have the guy who did Moana and like all of that? Which actually I think he did do a really good job on that score, and he was the right person for that. Sure, but that was a for great this movie. very traditional Disney princess sort, or like something that's more like a different kind of magic. I don't know. It just didn't feel like he. It was weird to put the yeah. same guy in every single movie, well, making every single soundtrack. I really think people are just fed up with Disney, though. Like, yes. I think they are really voting with their dollar, and I think the company this year is really starting to finally feel that pain. Yeah. And it's about time. And actually, Bob Iger, who was the CEO, left for a little while and just came back to try to put it together. Like, he came out and talked about Wish's flop and said, we've been so focused on messaging as opposed to storytelling. Ooh. And so so now exactly. I, I think this next year, I think there's going to be a much bigger pivot for Disney about like right. getting back on the track of original storytelling rather than trying to put gross messaging into our kids' content. So yeah. Yeah. we'll see what they do with that. But the other film I feel like that really made a big deal was Sound of Freedom this year. 
Yes, that, that was, was a huge year. deal. That was one about the, the human trafficking yeah. and, yeah. Tim Ballard's story, which was phenomenal. And, like, I don't know if you – did you guys see it? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but, like, it is – You have to. On it's, my list. It's I very know hard to watch. Yes. I will get so sucked in. Like, I did have this little, like – my little – innocent 11 year old self was like convinced that like I could go and you know being in Texas you hear all about the cartel at the time and I had just like learned about sex trafficking which is wild I was so tiny I feel mm. like like 11 year olds should not know about that sort of stuff I don't know how I found out but it's I just really had this heavy. vision of myself like going in and like saving the girls but like you know and now to find out that like someone went out there and did that yeah. like that is huge obviously a, a right. female probably should not do that just for safety reasons. Well, but even just like signifying the fact that they made a movie about it. Well, they made a movie about it. It's been made for years right. and no one and would it touch so it or much disseminate money it. Too. It made so much money. It crushed at the box office. And I think it was a really great telltale for Hollywood of like, this is the type of content that people actually want to see. Right. We're sick of the woke messaging. We're done. We're not going to see it. But then to show that they showed up in droves for Sound of Freedom, mm -hmm. I think that was a big wake up call to the entertainment industry. And now Angel yeah. Studios is producing a ton of new content, yeah, I think, really in cool the next year. So I think we're finally starting to see a shift in entertainment. And I'm really excited to see what 2024 brings for that. Yeah, I think that so I feel like 2020, the year just like I mean, COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Silence. A lot of things like could not happen. They were like put on pause. 2021, I think people started to reevaluate and try to figure out like what do we want to do here? Like in every single industry. And then 2022 is like, okay, we finally have the funding back. We have our legs mm -hmm. back underneath us. And so you know, 2023, I feel like they were trying to push stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But right, I went to the year they can release things. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like 2024 will have awesome movies coming right. out. I think, you know, the woke movement has had its time. It's time. I think society at large is like, yeah. okay, we need to be done with this. Well, like, now the problem is the SAG after strike took so long that I actually feel like in 2024, we will have a gap in entertainment because be nothing true. got made for so long. I don't know what that looks like. I've never been through like a strike situation before. More but reality TV is what it's going to look like because they're not paid the same. Works for That's me. A good point. I love reality TV. <laughs> um, okay. So some kind of random things. King Charles his coronation happened this year. Anyone yeah. uh, pay attention to that? I paid attention because it's world history, but I feel like for him, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with the show The Crown of like, he's just, oh he's yeah. the downtrodden, right? In the sense of just like, he did it, but no one cares. Like, no one cares. And nobody that's likes sad. him because he's a terrible, like he was, like you can't publicly cheat on your wife and like all this other stuff. Yeah. It all comes out and then, I think yeah. the only redemptive the falls, be thing, on though, for Prince Charles is that he, I think he genuinely does have true love with Camilla, and I think their relationship has stood the test of time. Obviously, it didn't start off, their marriage didn't start off in the best way, but it really has stood the test of time, and she has stood by him, and I think that he has put in a lot of time and preparation and takes the responsibility very seriously, and I do think he will be a good king to Britain. But I'm just very excited for the Will and Kate era that we'll get to see in our lifetime. Agreed on the last point. I'll disagree on the King point only because, okay. and this is with like my, like, you know, not actually that much knowledge of British cult, like right. their monarchy. I'm just going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But what <laughs> as I do much know, as we know is that like 
um, and they always emphasize this in the crown, like this idea of the crown is like, it's a symbol that's placed upon you, but it's you are not supposed to like impose yourself into that. Right. Like it is a symbol that you have to wear and that you are representing all of this. You cannot get invested into the politics of it. You have to be above and all of that. And he's very political. And the only reason for, a, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the only reason for a monarch and a constitutional monarch is to be the symbol that's above that. Because mm-hmm. if not, then what's... What's even the point? The only good news is that he's very old, and I don't think he will be around for a very, very long time. Not that that's good news, but I'm saying for the sake of the monarchy, if that's what you're trying to preserve, right. so I don't think he'll be very long. So he won't have like a legacy long. of changing a ton of things because yes, he can't. but I, yeah. I totally hear you on but that. But he's part of that same wave of people with like all of the environmental things, which aren't actually doing anything for the earth and are just hurting humanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so for those reasons, I... For those reasons, we're out. <laughs> yeah. I just, I think that's so... Much of me was like, Queen Elizabeth passed. What an icon. She, I mean, she was a, I mean, in my opinion, a good queen. Like, she had to put up with so much trauma. I mean, world wars. Mm-hmm. Huge She's a mechanic in the Second World War, too. Like, she's, yeah. She was. She's girl yeah, boss she was to a, the, like, mm-hmm. ninth degree. She'd help repair her cars and stuff during yep. it. Oh my gosh. I, like, just just amazing. Like, her whole story. And then yeah. you have King Charles, and you're kind of like, oh, that's right. I the don't know why I thought it was uh, going to be Will and Kate. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> guess I'll keep waiting for Will and Kate. Like, I kind of forgot him, but poor guy. So. I know. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, because again, I, I do think he is going to do a good job, and he's he's had a lot of time to prepare. But Queen Elizabeth was just like this unshakable like figurehead like Mm -hmm. I just feel I don't didn't know her behind closed doors but she is like when I look at her in her life I feel like you could not rattle that woman duty above all and I would like I didn't really appreciate that much until like she passed away and Mm -hmm. I kind of read up more on my history in her life and I was like okay she her legacy is going to be ironclad yeah sure um what about the Balenciaga scandal with the Kardashians? Speaking of reality TV, let's talk about it. I've got, I've got a lot of words. I feel I'll like let you go we first. need to un- like unpack what the Balenciaga like scandal was to begin with. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to try giving it a shot first? <sighs> I don't know a lot about policy, but let me tell you something about pop culture. So. <laughs> Our pop culture princess <laughs> I'm just over kidding. here. <laughs> so essentially, what happened to the Balenciaga scandal was that there was a campaign that was released by Balenciaga that featured children in the photos and with these children were posed like teddy bears that were in BDSM BDSM bondage gear, which I, you know, I don't want to get into too much about everything that signifies it's, but it's highly, highly inappropriate and has absolutely no business being like symbolized in photos with children. Right. So the internet, the internet does a lot of bad, but the internet did a lot of good here in the sense of we dug up so much about Balenciaga and different campaigns and people that worked for the brand. And we just uncovered a lot. Balenciaga tried to wait, you know, ride out this wave in terms of like covering their scandal and saying, oh, we have an internal investigation and we're sorry, yada, yada, and laid low for a while. And um, the, pr- the really big problem here was that the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian in general, wears Balenciaga a ton. Mm-hmm which their clothes are ugly. So let's just start there too. I don't know why, but she had a very, very great deal with done with Balenciaga in terms of how much she wore their clothing. 
So, but she, so she took days to respond to these allegations of inappropriateness with children and whatnot. And, um, by the time she made a statement, it was too late. Like she just could not recover the damage that that did to her brand. Mm -hmm. So she laid low, said she was revoking her partnership with them. And then, um, a few months later, she's posting in Balenciaga again, she's tagging the brand, she's going to shows and it's, the problem is that Hollywood has moved on, the fashion industry has moved on, but the the general public has not. Oh, so yeah. actually, if you go into Kim Kardashian's photos and you look through her comments, people are dragging her for this, but she doesn't care. So again, I, I love watching the Kardashians. I keep up with the Kardashians, if you will, but I lost, I mean, so much respect and care level for them when I saw that yeah, like she admiration. doesn't care yeah. it's really truly like anything for a paycheck is what yep. it appears to be and she's a mom and North was even in Balenciaga outfits right as well so right. it's yeah and it's Kanye's ridiculous. still dressing in oh, Balenciaga yeah. but I think there's a whole thing behind what's going on with Kanye anyway so yes. all that to say yeah. the Balenciaga scandal was horrific and terrible but it was really nice to see the general public really pull together and take it seriously yeah so I follow like a lot of fashion accounts and they're very left-leaning mm -hmm. one in particular diet Prada is oh, I had to unfollow diet Prada it's 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 very frustrating. Dare I use the word triggering to see what they say to them. It's like they just want to pick a fight. They want to pick a fight on everything. Like yeah. They never have anything nice to say no. about anyone. Even like something that's like the most environmentally friendly. They will be like, yeah, but that tree wasn't recycled that you used on that paper, that one invitation. Like they will find something to complain about and it is exhausting. But every now and then I learn about a new fashion trend. So. Mm -hmm. Part of me is also just curious, but they, for the first time, I think on that account, stood like, I was like, oh my gosh, I align with you on something. This is shocking. Like they, they ripped Balenciaga a new one. Good. And it was I'm so, so refreshing to be like, well, you complain about everything. I'm just glad you're also complaining about this. It felt like right. the first time people on the left and the right could see a very clear problem and be like, no, no, no. Like, we might disagree on a lot, but we all know that this is wrong and inappropriate. Yeah. And it was, like, actually very refreshing to get to, like, be on the same side for once, you know? Uh, you know, that's a good point. I think that our general, like, society this year finally came to a, like, attention point where we're like, we want to be on the same side. Like, I think we're all kind of done arguing and fighting and like... It's exhausting. ...butting heads. I would rather just find things we can agree on for a little bit and like try to get real change done. Not mm. not watered down. Not watered down. I'm saying find things that we agree with. No, I was saying I think... I was going to say I agree that that's something that people want. Great. I don't think it's something that people are going to get. Yeah, we great. have an election year next year. I know. So that's <laughs> it's only going to get worse yeah. for another year. Although <laughs> the left is pulling so hard left that they're making a lot of like normal Democrats look a lot more moderate and mm. the moderates look a lot more conservative. Like mm -hmm. if they ever want to complain about like, oh, why is everyone turning Republican? Like, I don't think they are. I think they're just dragging the spectrum so far that these people are starting to look and shift and feel more like. I think you're right. And, oh my gosh, I don't want to get in trouble for another transition, like my, <laughs> my horrible transitions. Yeah, um, but we do know that, you know, the Israel-Gaza conflict is, mm -hmm. like that happened this yeah. year. Yeah. Are you guys following that at all? Kind of. Like, I don't think I'd ever be able to say that I'm an expert on it, but I, I think that the the thing that's most concerning to me is at least for from like what's happening in America is seeing like people who are Jewish students being mm -hmm. um, just 
terrorized by their like the by peers. other students on campus. Yeah. Like people from I I don't understand that and why I I don't understand how it's been allowed by administration or like, you know, um, school administrators so long for that sort of behavior to mm-hmm. go on. But right recently, I think Harvard lost mm-hmm. about a billion dollars in donations just in the last few days. The president of Good. University of Pennsylvania, where my sister is right now, actually, he just got he I think he resigned, but he may have got it's really it's out. really bad, especially right. at Ivy Leagues. Like right. they're having serious problems. Like, like, did you see that video where they were like all these students like they all had I forgot what sort of things they had in front of them, but they were like surrounding this Jewish student. So they weren't laying hands on him, oh they were like, it, was him from it was like the purest form of anti-Semitism, which right, is yeah. so crazy because you have the left who's so focused on the underserved, the underprivileged, mm-hmm. like making sure we lift those people up. And then they look at the Jews who historically have been constantly like shoved like down centuries into the along. <laughs> Yeah, like shoved down into, and like if you're a Christian, you see it like throughout like the biblical history yeah. too but like hello holocaust like how are they not treated as um what's the word i'm looking for um like a minority like the mm-hmm. left likes to deem minorities right well i mean if you guys watch the hearing of those university presidents i think it was two, a week ago two weeks ago or something like that the blatant the blatantly not wanting to call out like anti-semitism for what it is in fact like not even condemning like if if someone says they support the genocide of jews on their campus that's not considered bullying and harassment and like they got asked multiple times they were given multiple chances to clarify their answers and they wouldn't that is like where did what did they think was going to come from that? Did they think that funding was going to still keep coming through to their universe? They must have still thought that, but I love to hear that a it's not, and b some of these presidents are finally either, if not being removed forcibly, resigning. Right? Yeah, it was but then the question, horrendous. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. But then there's a the question of free speech. What what constitutes as free speech? How much are you allowed to say? Well, like, you're not like we already know. You can't incite violence. Right. And the types of behaviors that are happening are very clearly incitements of violence. Well, if you're calling for the genocide of a group, I'm not the expert, that sounds like the incitement of violence to me. But the other difference is that if you said that about any other group, exactly, it'd be done. You would be any done. Any other Your minority life would group, be over. there's, yeah, there's no way. So it's like, okay, if, if this is the standard, then it applies to everybody. We're yeah. not going to pick and choose what groups we're allowed to incite violence for. Yeah. And that was really, really shocking for me to hear. Mm-hmm. I think what we can all agree on is like, even though there's a lot that we probably miss or don't understand about the conflict and the tension between countries and between religions and whatnot, I think all we can do is agree that like war is a very, very sad thing and that mm-hmm. it breaks the heart of God. And to see any innocent civilian be hurt or deal with the the pressures and the tortures of war is a horrible, horrible thing. And so it's just been very, very sad to watch, but also watch America get ripped apart by it too. Mm -hmm. And taking such a strong side, it's just very messy and it's very, very sad to watch. And so much misinformation. The way that someone's like playing out with a war, it doesn't give you an excuse to harass another person. Absolutely not. This is America and we still live by a certain code and we still treat each other with respect right. and you are allowed to have your freedom to protest and your freedom to speak. However, like there has to be a line for all of us in the way in which we conduct ourselves with each other. So I think the craziest thing to me is just like the hypocrisy in it. Like the people that are traumatizing these Jewish students are the ones 
who advocate for not traumatizing other students. You know, they're like, do not like you like standing up for standing up to the man. And then all of a sudden here they are harassing, harassing someone for their ethnicity and their religion. Yeah. Wild. Um, Okay. Well, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Can you guys talk about SB4? Here, let's go to Texas specifically. Are we talking about education? Unless I am wrong about which Senate bill, because there have been a lot of special sessions. Yeah, I was going to say, I think (laughs) SB4 now is border. There was an SB4 that was the banning of transgender surgeries on children. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Yeah. What a win. Yes. What a win. I think it's just crazy how long it's taken us to get here because we've known about stuff happening in Texas where, like, with, like, child transition and, like, just, well, let's call it what it is, like, child mutilation Mm -hmm. surgeries happening in Texas for years now. Yeah. And it's taken this long for, um, for politicians to finally be like, oh, we should change that. But I think it is something, like, the one good thing about, um, like, radical leftists taking everything to like pulling it out all out in the open now it's out in the open so Mm -hmm. it's very it's much easier for politicians to look at it and be like oh that i can't ignore this This is like Mm -hmm. in front of my face and something needs to be done about it so you can't pretend it's not happening you can't look the other way anymore so yeah thank god we live in a state like texas where that was 100 percent. and i want to shout out like seriously the leaders like whether that was those who are in this building or in the capitol building who who made that happen because it was not an easy fight and they showed up every single day like ready to fight for this bill to protect texas and the grassroots effort behind it of Mm -hmm. like being willing to go out and be like uh no not 100 percent. yeah it was i think it was a great victory and it's very very thankful for all of the men and women who band together to make that a success one, yes, yeah. absolutely. What I find crazy is as someone who doesn't want, like I always say you can't legislate morality, right? Mm-hmm. And we say that a lot here. Um, and it's always a question of like, do we, I always ask, do we need to make a law for this? Do we need to have the government involved in in legislating these, deci- these decisions? Mm-hmm. And then you get something like this and it's just wild to me. It's like, wow, we have to create legislation for this not to happen to children. Yeah. Like, it is so crazy to me that our society has gotten to this point yeah. where we now have to have a law about this. Well, it's like, there's there's just, there's enough studies and science to back up that, like, doing this to a growing body is not right. Yeah. Like, it's just not. If and when they get to 18 and that's an adult choice and their body is formed, then, like, there ain't nothing we can do about that and live your happiest life. However, there is enough evidence to back up that that is unequivocally wrong yeah and right. the fact that we did not back down as a state is very very encouraging yeah so that's a win for texas um school choice we're getting there <laughs> <sighs> so it didn't happen this calendar year but i think what we did see this calendar year that we had never seen before is the amount of support we had for school choice mm-hmm. in this momentum so outside of texas multiple states over this year have like decided that this is the year for school choice yep. and they've been moving that direction. Yep. So we didn't get it this year in Texas yet, but we've seen a cultural shift. Mm-hmm. Yes. That shows very important. We we're ready to like parents are ready to take control over their kids' lives yeah. and protect them. Yeah. Yeah. And the team here at TPPF, like I keep trying to shout out the team because it's like the people in this building do so much to make all of this happen and to get it as far as they need to. And like Mandy Drogan and her team. Yeah. 
parent empowerment and school choice is going to happen, but they're, the mobilization that we've seen this year is so encouraging. Yeah. So. And if you guys want to learn more about uh, school choice, we actually interviewed Mandy mm-hmm. on the podcast. For you guys listening, if you haven't heard it, definitely go back. She is a self-proclaimed mama bear and has so much insight mm-hmm. into all of the nuances that are school choice for sure. Um, okay. Let's like really quickly hit the border any major stuff happen here in Texas on the border? Besides the fact that it's still not closed. <laughs> well, there have been so there have been tons of crossings this year. There's still the fight over like the buoy barriers yeah. and like Texas's right to be able to defend its border. But again, there is this like shift in this mentality shift in Texas where um, both like from the governor and other legislators mm-hmm. where we're saying, like, actually the federal government isn't coming to save us. We can't depend on them to do this, and mm-hmm. Texas needs to stand up for its own border and yeah. put like put together. And like right now, we're working on. I'm trying to remember did did SB four pass for like for additional border security measures? I know that. So last week when we were here, there was actually a protest going on through the streets. I don't know if you guys were here for that about SB four for the border. So I'm not sure where it stands right now, but I do know that like as Texas has tried to step up, the federal government has done everything they can to, to intervene right. to so stop us. So we're still in the middle of lawsuits. That's going to continue yeah. into 2024. Um, but stuff is happening. They were, we're putting up gates and potentially like even some more uh, intense, I guess blockers like different um yeah so what i think is cool in the 2024 election that this has become like some like a discussion it is like being brought to the debate stage which is really cool and you really didn't see that happen until trump got on there and in 2016 and he started talking about the Mm -hmm. border and making it an issue yeah and then yes it got very controversial very fast but it is still a major topic, yeah. and it's really exciting to see that that is on uh, the debate stage for both Well, parties. I think part of that is that, like, for in Texas, in the border states, we've been feeling it for a while, right? But now the northern states are really starting to feel it. New York is completely overrun, and the mayor is at his wit's end, and the governor is not helping with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think now that the streets of New York are being overrun, there is no space so we're feeling the influx of people, but then also the influx of crime. Like, if we're just going to be honest, I think now that other states are feeling it, we're starting to take it more seriously as a nation. Whereas when Texas was just feeling it, nobody but Texans cared. But now it doesn't affect just Texas because everybody might come here, but no, not everybody stays here. Yeah, and All fentanyl usage northern. is, like, skyrocketing. Like, we have right. a fentanyl crisis We have sure. a epidemic on our hands with fentanyl. I mean, and it doesn't matter. Like, it's not just fentanyl. It's, you know, these kids in high school are exposed to so much, and now fentanyl is in so much of these other things. But then you've got shows like Euphoria where this girl is using fentanyl recreationally and somehow survives. And so kids are seeing this and watching this and thinking fentanyl is no big deal. That's a good point. Yeah. Really crazy what they put in shows these days. Okay, so to wrap up very quickly, (laughs) um, what are some of your personal New Year's resolutions for this year? And what are some predictions you might have about this year? Ooh, I always do a reading goal. So like this year, I my goal was 25 books and I am on my 28th. So I feel like I crushed this goal. Amazing. So maybe next year I'll either keep it to 25 or maybe I'll bump it to 30 and really make it like a like a goal. Um, That's a lot of books to read every month. I've been so under. I really need to get off my phone. So it's been really <laughs> helpful for me. That's awesome. I think there's always like health goals that everybody likes to hit. Um, I think there's always financial goals to hit. Um, 
you know, for me and, and my family, I think like probably just making a greater effort to be in, more involved in our local community and church and then also just spending more time like at home and rather than being all over the place. I think that's like I, my focus, I think, is going to just be like at home mm-hmm. this coming year. So, yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. So my goals for this year, I guess a big thing that comes to mind that's like the big life event is I'm getting married in May of this coming year. So to be the best wife that I can be. Um, And then in terms of like spiritual goal stuff, there's um, a podcast and it's like, it's hit um, the number one podcast multiple times. I know. The Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. And am I, have I stretched out a Bible in a year to a Bible in one and a half years and now maybe going on to my second (laughs) one? Maybe. But it's so good. It's not like, it doesn't tell you, oh, we're on June, whatever. It's just Mm -hmm. day, whatever it is. And you can... Keep going. Jumping at any yeah. point. Yes. So I That's am going to keep pushing through it until I finish that and then restart it again as soon as I do because it's amazing. You know what? Now that you mm-hmm. said that, I'm like my goal this year, like in the last half of this year, has been like at least one book of the Bible per month because I feel like that's very that's tangible. Awesome. So yeah. maybe I'll do what you're doing and maybe we can hold each other accountable. It's so Love good. It. And having someone put important. the context behind it, amazing. So good. So definitely like big goal stuff. And then if we're talking about predictions for what's happening, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about how I really feel like this is the era of the girl. We've had our chance to be like, actually, what society told us that we have to be basically like men in order to like mm-hmm. to operate in society. And we have to like put all that aside. This gave us a chance to like reclaim some of the almost like the fun of what it is to be a woman or yeah. like in terms Embracing of being a girl. Right. Yeah. And it was the era of the girl. And so when I say it's the era of the woman, we see now Taylor Swift is in a, what seems like a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with a guy who's like, you know, a masculine, a masculine man. I love man. Travis I Kelsey. Like, I'm yes. so excited for and her. <laughs> I think like seeing like that sort of bridge come together. I just would, I, my prediction for this year is we're going to see like an increase of family values yeah. because of the people who are even like the quote unquote idols in our society are moving in that direction. Yeah. I think that the rest of these these people have now embraced like the era of the girl are going to be moving into the era of the woman. I, I love like that. that, especially how you brought up like a value system. Yeah, that's awesome. And I hope you're right because that means we're headed we'll find in the out right our direction. Recap next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> truly. Um, I think some of my resolutions. Uh, I just got married, so it's of course learning how to be a good wife, which is not as easy as it sounds. You mm-hmm. have to learn all the nuances with your spouse yep. and your strengths and weaknesses and how to balance that out. So I hope we grow a lot this next year. Yeah. Um, as the two become one. Um, it's very important to me to get back into journaling. I think it really helps me to process. Ooh. So I'm going to try to make some space for that because yeah. I like to keep a very full schedule. Um, I really want to run a marathon. That'd be awesome. I really want to run a marathon. Like I love every that year I'm you. like, I'm going to do it. And this year I'm like, I just have. It's it. on the internet. You have to know. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's honestly why I had to. I was like, okay, I've got to say this like on the record because I will be humiliated if I don't run my marathon. And I said I was going to run it. I also have another New Year's resolution for okay. us okay. for this channel. It's a big, well, it seems like a big number right now. I think okay. last time I checked, we had 56 subscribers. Ooh. Okay. I think we need to hit the 300 mark by the end of next year. And I think Ooh. that you guys can do it. My challenge to everyone here let's try to bump it up to 100. By, let's say, the first quarter of the year. No, let's do it sooner. Yeah. End of February, we're going to have 100 subscribers. Yes. Be a part of that. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button because that helps us too. If you want to comment something fun like your New Year's resolution, all of that sort of stuff is the thing that really helps with the show. And if there's an important issue that we've already showed before that we do show in the future, Mm -hmm. share that because that's how small channels grow. 
100%. Join the community. It's a fun place to be. (laughs) Yeah, we got on Apple Podcasts a little bit ago. So if you're not liking and subscribing there, please do. It was a Mm -hmm. labor of love to try to get us on there for whatever reason. Apple was just not having it for a while. (laughs) Um, So yeah, and if, yeah, definitely engage with us more on social for sure. We would, that's a great idea. We'd love that. All right. Amazing. That is, that's my, that's my year goals for the, I for love us. it. That was a great it. way. Um, okay. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I also want to learn French. I decided that's the language. I've always wanted to learn a language. I switched like <laughs> every single okay. year, three different times. I want to learn French. I'd like to pick up Italian. I feel like I was trying before I went to Italy this year and then I kind of let it go once I got back, but I was like, no, I could do that. You can do it. <laughs> I barely passed Spanish, mind you, but like Italian, I could do that. We'll Absolutely. see. Well, <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour, no? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, no, that's French. I was like, oh, wait, that is Italian. That is Italian. <laughs> Do you want to learn a language? You know, I have tried for the majority of my life to learn Spanish, and it hasn't hit yet. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I've become a pessimist on that one. <laughs> Ideally, yes. Realistically, oh, we'll Bigger see. Bigger fish to fry. <laughs> no. All right, y'all. Well, we hope you had a very, very good 2023. And we pray that you have a sensational, amazing 2024. Keep up with us. This year is going to be so fun and full of great stuff. So see y'all later. Cheers. Bye, guys. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.